0: I think you and I are destined to do this forever.
1: The Batman
0: Universe Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of the Batman Universe Podcast. I'm your host Dustin and as usual we have with us... This is Chris. And this is Apple. And this is episode 18. So we're going to jump right into it with movie news. On September 18th, um, MTV put out an article saying that Shirley Manson of Garbage wants to play Catwoman. And my response to that is, who doesn't want to play Catwoman at this point?
2: Uh, uh, Who's Shirley Manson? I've never heard of this before.
0: Um, there was a band that was super popular in the late 90s, early, I guess, 2000s, where, uh... It was called Garbage. They had a couple hits. And was in an episode recently of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, but,
1: the band was actually pretty good. I mean, they, they had some pretty good hits. But uh, I don't fun. know if she could be Catwoman.
0: <laughs> the, the one is, she has bright, bright red hair. And everything that I've ever seen, or any picture I've ever seen of her. And I don't really picture Catwoman with... Uh, red Ivy. hair, but then again I didn't picture with blonde hair when Michelle Pfeiffer played her. Yeah,
2: that's true. Poison true. Ivy. Yeah, that's a possibility. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Chris. Yeah, I'm an agent. Y'all yeah, didn't know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so September 22nd. Basically, Fox and Warner having to do with this entire debacle with uh, Watchmen, Fox claiming they still own the rights, trying to prevent Warner Brothers from putting it out in March of next year. Um, Part of the little information that's coming out of that is possibly Fox could use the fact that they want to distribute the Batman TV series from the 60s. Now Fox owned the rights back then, Warner Brothers bought DC Comics and then therefore you know, Domino Effect own the rights to Batman, and it has been, and Warner Brothers has been preventing Fox from leasing the '60s TV series, mainly because they want the money. So, with this debacle going on with Watchmen, this could actually be a negotiation chip where Fox could get the TV series to actually come out.
1: Yes, and. Yeah, it's really about time, man. A lot of the the fans, of course, you know, that grew up in the '60s, and of course, you know, kids that grew up in the '70s and '80s. Me being one, where we would watch the '60s show after school. Uh, you know, I, I want to see these come to DVD. I mean, some of the cast, you know, the, you know, you know, rest them. They're you know, they're they're you know, either they're either uh, like what three or four members left. The rest have passed on. And, you know, we would love to get some commentary, some behind-the-scenes, you know, behind-the-show stuff. And I, I think this greed is really taking, a, you know, taking um, taking bad fans as uh, as really bad taste in their mouth. Like, you know, it's just greed. It's greed over money. And, you know, this is our entertainment. This is what we grew up on, you know? And they should just already brought it out on DVD.
0: Now, what's interesting about this is... Um... I read an article, I believe it was on IGN.com, that basically said, even if Warner Brothers said, fine, you want the rights? All right, fine. You can have the rights for this TV series. Fine. The problem is, even if they got the rights, it would probably still take a long, long time to get that out on DVD because, because the majority of the cast has passed away. Anybody who would want... Or anybody who would uh, get royalties from this series, their estate would have to get royalties, and to work all of the royalties out for the entire cast, the production crew, everybody—it's going to take some time. So even if this happens, we're not going to see this anytime soon. Another thing that I think is interesting is that if we—if we do—if we do, they are able to put it out, they should just put it on Blu-ray. Just because if they put it on DVD, what's to say? They're ever going to get a chance again to put it out on the next form of technology. So why not just go all out, put it on Blu-ray, so that way it's out, and then you, they've got at least ten, fifteen years before they have to deal with the situation again. Or yeah,
1: maybe... I would love to see it on Blu-ray and have them, you know, digitally remastered, so that way we, you know they can meet today's standards and viewing. So, oh man, would, but it's just all a dream. I mean, like we're saying right now, I mean, it might not happen for a couple of more years. Yeah.
0: Which could actually help the situation for the Blu-ray aspect, because if they are going to have to wait a couple years, they might have no
1: choice but to put it out on Blu-ray if they actually want people to buy it. I just want a special collection, I mean a special edition.
2: (laughs) A special shark repellent edition?
1: Yeah, oh, that would be so awesome. (laughs) Or how about they just come like in a bat phone? Oh, that would be interesting. So it's a lot of things they can play with, you know what I mean? Just, oh, man, I just wish they would just hurry up and get this done. Yeah.
2: We gentlemen of business have arrangements to discuss.
1: All right, so September
0: 23rd, MTV published another article saying that Brett Ratner, the guy who directed the last X-Men movie, X-Men 3, he's saying that there should be some spin-off movies for Batman, such as a Joker film. He didn't elaborate on anything. He just thought it would be a good idea to have uh, you know, the villains, because the villains are so well-known and the rogues gallery is so extensive, he thinks it would be a good idea to have spin-off movies of the villains. What's
2: your guys' opinion on that? In a less legal world, yeah, that'd be great. But uh, I figure the quality would be much less than it was for Dark Knight, for any of that. I can't imagine any of that actually being high-quality stuff. It could probably water uh, down, and take everything down with it, over Yeah, saturation. I
1: mean, you don't, uh, this, uh, I cannot see a Batman villain without Batman in there. But at the same time, I mean, maybe this, uh, you know, uh, Brett Ratner, I mean, you know, his, how well did his X-Men, last X-Men film do? Uh,
0: it did well, but it wasn't received well, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Right. So you know, yeah, maybe you stick with Marvel on that one with the whole Magneto thing, but. <laughs> but you know, Joker, I mean we we waited long enough to have a good enough Joker to come along and even portray that role and look what we got out of Heath Ledger. No, I don't want I don't want another Joker movie. I mean, let's I mean, it's not even out of the year yet. Let's not even talk about this, you know. Maybe, you know, 5, you know, 7 years from now, maybe let's talk about that, but Heath Ledger's performance is just outstanding. I mean, he's going to stay with us for a long time.
0: It, no, to, to give him uh, a little bit of credit, he did mention in the article, or he didn't mention in the interview that I guess he gave with MTV. He did say that he wanted to wait until after Christopher Nolan was done. So mm-hmm. if Christopher Nolan decides to do a third one, he said, "Hey, let Christopher Nolan run his path on the Dark or on the Batman." And as soon as he runs his path, you know, th- let's branch out and do some other stuff. And he didn't. He mentioned Joker, but that's not. He wasn't exclusively me- meaning just the Joker either. I mean, there's plenty of villains. I mean, the same situation with um, X-Men, where X-Men had three movies, and then they're now they're doing the the origin movies, which are yeah, kind like of interesting Wolverine. for the you know the different characters. Now, right. Joker, I'm not really seeing an origin movie really happen, just because I just don't see it happening. It's better left if he doesn't, if nobody knows his origin, and his origin story is not well enough to tell an entire movie about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but do you really want to even touch uh, Christopher Nolan's, like, uh, error, I guess, you know? Um, okay, but it, the,
0: pro- the problem is, if you have that view on it, if you have the view of, well, do you really want to ch- touch what Christopher Nolan's done, then nobody's ever going to want to touch it. And then we're never going to get another Batman movie. Because, well, Christopher Nolan did a great job. Let's leave it how it is. Let's never touch it again. And I don't necessarily agree with that either. I mean, Christopher Nolan wants to come back, I'm all for it. But if he doesn't, I still want to see Batman movies
1: come out. Oh yeah, yeah, Batman, of course. But I mean, do you want to touch the origins of of Joker, though? Oh, you know what I mean. Not
0: necessarily Joker. Like, think about it. We could have origin stories of other ones. Um, for instance, we could get an origin story of Penguin. You know, mm-hmm. the problem is a lot of the comics that I'm aware of don't really have an extensive backstory to all these, all of the rogues. I mean, like Harley Quinn could have a good one with. You know, her starting out at college and then slowly working up to the point where she become or she meets a Joker. And that could actually help out the situation where instead of having the Joker in the movie, you know, he's always off in the shadows or something like that. And someone who just does a really good interpretation of Heath Ledger's voice just does the, that's
1: what they do. Right, right, and I agree with that. I can agree with that part. You know, uh, Penguin, I mean, he's uh, he's one of the villains that I don't think gets enough credit, you know what I mean, for, for what he can be. Yeah. And, I mean, if if a good writer would come along and a good director can take that direction, I mean, Penguin can be, you know, he can be a good villain movie. If if that's what we're, if we're, we're speculating right now, if we're going to, you know, move on from the Christopher Nolan era. Yes, I would love to see Penguin. I I think he's one of the villains that is just, you know, looked down on.
2: I, or even, not even villains, but even like a Gotham Central type movie where it shows, you know, the police force or ordinary citizens and how they react to that that city and, and the way it is.
0: Yeah,
1: like the comic book, yeah.
0: Maybe, that, that would be awesome. Another one that would be really cool is tell, like, the origin story of how Nightwing came to be. Mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't you, because christopher nolan's not bringing in robin or nightwing you really wouldn't be able to do the robin backstory without having the story of uh batman you know intertwined with it but you could do the story of nightwing how nightwing you know just give it a little bit of uh you know a setup where basically nightwing is you know he, he they show a little scene where he fights with ba- uh, batman about disagreeing about certain things they show him maybe with the Teen Titans for a little bit, where they throw in a bunch of little cameos from other superheroes that you know, don't normally get the recognition, and then they show him on his little trek to become Nightwing, and how he becomes Nightwing, and then him branching off on his own, and then if, if that's successful, then they could have a Nightwing series.
2: Or you could do something about Arkham Asylum, or even Joker's Asylum, and do a real twist on it, and make it a really artsy type, or different type of movie.
0: I mean, there's all, ways, all kinds of ways that this could be played. I just think you really said the Joker because the Joker's you know, the topic of discussion right
1: now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, man, Chris is going excited talking about Arkham Asylum.
2: <laughs> you know, the thing is that when you hear someone say something like that, you're afraid all they're seeing is money and ride the money train. And like, Don't do it if you're just doing it for money. Do it if you have a really creative idea and you know it's going to work because this movie has already got a following. Don't yeah. do it just to make money.
0: Exactly. hmm hmm It's never easy with the Joker. All right, so September 26th. This is something that I rather am not interested in reporting, but I'm going to report anyway. E! talked to Army Hammer, who was cast as Batman for Justice League Immortal, and he basically said that during the whole situation where whether or not they were going to film in Australia before the writers' strike... They actually started, all the characters that were cast for the movie actually actually started prepping for the movie ahead of time. They were all bulking up, learning how to fight. He claims that he was even fitted for a Batsuit. So, I guess uh, that movie might have been a little further than everyone says it was. But then again, I'm also glad that they shelved it.
2: His name escapes me, but I do remember another guy, a uh, famous actor. He was going to play The Flash, and he went to what they call it a comic book school for that movie and they all had to go there and they were just learning the history and the lore of Justice League and so yeah there were steps being taken to to process that but personally I'm glad it failed through I mean Justice League Immortal that's the name of the movie yeah.
1: <laughs> well
2: it sounded like a bomb just waiting to be dropped
1: I have no comment on that
2: the return of Joel, Justice League Immortal the return of Joel Schumacher <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm mean, immortal. Justice League Immortal. Come on, that's the and best title they could have come up with.
2: Justice League Immortal Combat or something. I mean, just go ahead. And...
1: <laughs> that's the best title they could have came up with. Uh, immortal. Uh...
2: <laughs> Crap. 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 Crap.
0: Crap. Crap. All right. So September twenty-sixth, also. Um, it was confirmed by Warner Home Video that the Dark Knight is going to be coming out on December 9th and there's a array of different editions that it's going to be coming out on. Um, we'll actually provide a link so you can check out some of the the cover art that's already coming out. Um, this is what I'm about to say is all speculation based off of some different reports that I read. But, I would, but what I've read is that there's going to be a standard DVD edition, a two-disc DVD edition, then there's going to be a Blu-ray edition, a special edition Blu-ray, and then a three-disc special edition Blu-ray. The three-disc Blu-ray is going to include a um, digital copy of the movie, and the two-disc DVD and the two-disc Blu-ray are going to include an array of special features, a... Um, those documentaries that aired on Hit the History Channel a couple weeks, the week before the movie came out, the one about his back gadgets, and then the other one about um, the psychology of the Dark Knight, those are both supposed to be on both of the special editions. Also, one of the unique features on the Blu-ray is that it's going to have the Blu-ray lot, li- or I think they call it BD Live, and I haven't fully understood that BD Live technology yet, but i guess christopher nolan is all humongously into using that technology
1: you know um one of the special blu-ray editions is actually going to they showed it and the dvds are going to come like in a in a sort of background with the the batpod yes in a box edition yeah, yeah that's that that,
0: awesome yeah man. that was the other edition it's coming with like a miniature batpod to some kind of scale i can't remember i think it was one eighteenth scale on a little...
1: It looked like a little stand, yeah, right? on and a little the, stand. The discs come in the background, like the discs are actually in the background that holds that stand. Yeah. That sounds cool. See, so... they're going to make me collect them all.
2: <laughs> I don't think that was ever an option for you, Apple. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy them all, collect them all. It takes a strong man to admit when he has a problem.
0: On September 26th, Warner we were informed that Warner Brothers is sending out The Dark Knight on Blu-ray copies to members of the Academy that decides the Oscars in order to promote The Dark Knight for the Oscar race. And I guess Christopher Nolan was real big into making sure that Warner Brothers sent out Blu-ray copies, not DVD copies, because he wanted to make sure that the resolution and, every, and all the aspects that come along with the Blu-rays, the quality sound, the quality picture... All got incorporated into what the Academy was able to be seen, since the movie is no longer probably going to be in theaters by the time that the Academy does all the decisions.
1: Uh, just to let Warner Brothers know I am on this uh, this staff and I need a Blu-ray.
2: <laughs>
1: Peace, September twenty-sixth. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! If, if they do not, if Dark Knight does not win any awards, then they are just sick in the head.
2: You no, know, they're all going to be Superman fans.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, no, they might be Marvel fans for Iron Man, so. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, but, the thing is, I think on. Warner Brothers is really trying to push the Dark Knight for Best Picture at this point, and because of that, honestly, I don't even think it would even compete with Iron Man. Iron Man, no talk whatsoever when it comes to Best, picture, best picture Award, much less any other Academy Awards. so. Come
1: on. It's got to be the Dark Knight. Yeah. You get the docks, you stay in the slums. That's the arrangement until I get something on you. And then you can fight over who gets the top bunk in Blackgate. Got it?
0: All right, so that brings us into TV news. We only have one thing to report. On September 22nd, according to worldsfinest.com, it was announced that Batman Gotham Knight is going to air on Cartoon Network this Saturday, October 4th, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you are the very few select people who might listen to this podcast or just happen to stumble across it and was like, hmm, Batman, that's cool, and listening to this episode and you haven't seen the uh, Batman Gotham Knight or you you already don't own it, then you can watch it on Cartoon Network on Saturday, October 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: What's going down?
2: All right, so that brings us to book news. On last podcast, we mentioned that Green Arrow, Black Canary, the wedding album is going to come out, but the date has been changed to October 1st. So all of you Green Arrow, Black Canary fans, your time has come. Yay, yay, yay! On October 8th, Batman and the Outsiders, Volume 1, Collecting the first five issues of the series by Chuck Dixon. And it's about them investigating a strange Olmac like entity. And of course, things are made all the more difficult when the team meets Batman's new recruit. 128 pages, soft cover for 15. Years. Also on October 8th, Batman Black and White Volume 2, the new edition. It's a new uh, trade paperback collecting stories from Batman Gotham Knights, number one through sixteen, and four stories created for this title. They're going to be 176 pages, soft cover $20. Now, didn't on the last podcast, didn't we mention about a black and white with Gotham Knights? And last on October 8th, Birds of Prey Metropolis or Bust. It's about a high-tech hazard threatening the streets of Metropolis. Featuring issues number one thirteen through one seventeen, also one hundred and twenty eight pages for seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> and also, last but not least, in stores everywhere as soon as they can get their printing issues up is Arkham Asylum inmate Frank Miller. How did Frank Miller become so crazy? Find out. Exciting and compelling issues.
1: <laughs> he's gonna be Batman's worst enemy. <laughs>
0: he's getting up there with he's getting up there with Mister
1: Shoemaker.
2: Yes, he is. I think, uh, I don't know if I'm going to collect All-Star Batman anymore after this last one. It was so bad.
1: Oh, the writing was just so, oh, it, it was not even good.
2: I've about had enough. If, you, if All of you listeners, if you don't listen to the comic cast, you're missing a great cast. Join us uh, on those comic casts and find out more about our thoughts on the comic books. Most of them are pretty good, but All-Stars, no stars in our book. <laughs>
1: Let's see what the police database turns up.
0: All right. I also wanted to point out to everybody on September 29th um, there was a new issue or an updated version of the DC Comics Encyclopedia that came out. I was unaware of it. Someone emailed me. I believe it was Ash, longtime listener. Ash. He um, emailed me and let us know that there's a updated version that includes. An extra 48 pages, and he brought something up that was kind of interesting that a lot of the characters in their bios, it'll say whether they were, are they're deceased, they're alive, you know, so forth and so on. And he noticed that there was a difference between someone say, some of the profiles said dead, and some of them said deceased. So that could be something that could possibly change once Final Crisis is over, depending on who's dead and who's deceased. Thanks to Ash for letting us know about that.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ash. My kind of game. Alright, so that brings us into video game news. Okay, guys, for video game news, now we know what all came out last week, which was Lego Batman the video game. Okay, so uh, me and Dustin picked it up. Chris, you're still waiting on yours, right? To come in.
2: I haven't, yeah, I haven't got it yet
1: okay so uh for those who have played it we are going to talk about that in our feature so uh stay tuned and uh so far any updates for uh, any of the other video games we're going to go ahead and give you as soon as we learn anything else guys but for right now that is all the video game news
2: when the going gets
1: tough the tough goes shopping all right so that brings us into merchandise
0: news on september 15th it was announced that Bruce Timm is getting his own Batman Black and White statue. Woohoo! No known date of when that's gonna come out. The only reports that I saw was said somewhere, somewhere, sometime in 2009. So,
2: and that's based on the animated series, right? Correct. Cool.
0: On October 1st, we've got um, coming out, Woman of the DC Universe Series 2, The Huntress Bust, and it's gonna be 55 dollars and on october 8th we have secret files series 3 batman's rogues gallery number 2 which will include hugo strange poison ivy two-face and the joker now, i don't know if you guys have seen these but the two-face character extremely detailed Ooh, oh, yes and we will provide links to both of those items they'll will, they will be available on dc direct and we'll provide links so that you guys can check those out right, so that brings us to listener Q&As. We have a couple emails. A lot of people emailed me with some great suggestions. I emailed everybody back. We have a couple new listeners, Steve, Justin, Brian, and Dimitri, who all emailed me. Um, They all had great ideas. I emailed them all back. Um, A a couple of the things that we're going to pull out of their emails. Um, Steve mentioned that he wants us to possibly cover... Uh, trading cards relating to Batman in the merchandise news, which we will start doing. Um, and then at some point, we're going to do a feature on trading cards to give the history of all the different series that have come out. Uh. Justin emailed us saying that he wants to hear all about the Batmobile gadgets. Um, and the other gadgets having to do with the vehicles and stuff that, that Batman uses, whether it be the Batcopter, the Bat Marine, to battle the Penguin. Um, so that actually gives us a lead into, you can still email your questions for the interview that we're going to do with, um, Bill from BatmobileHistory.com. Email us those questions, and we'll make sure we get any of the questions that you want asked, asked. Pick out any of any great questions that we get, we'll take, and we'll make sure we put them in the interview that we do with Bill. So, in the meantime, check out BatmobileHistory.com, and maybe while you're looking through the site, you'll come up with a question, and then email it to us so that we can make sure that we get it asked for you when we have that interview done with Bill. <laughs> The, the last email we're going to go over is from Dimitri, and one of the things I'd like to mention from his email is that he wrote, Speaking of graphic novels, I've discovered a new format of media which just blew me, me away. It's called graphic audio, which are basically books that come alive. While the narrator tells the epic events that are happening in the su- superhero stories, instead of the listeners looking at pictures, the characters converse with one another with different voice actors' voices. And with sound effects and music playing in the background, you feel like you are watching a live action movie. So if you have time and desire, you can research www.graphicaudio.com for more details about new releases. I found out that this new type of media is also appreciated by people who are always on the road, such as truck drivers who are unable to read or watch TV while driving. And what I wanted to mention was that is that I wanted to mention that to everybody because I don't think we've ever mentioned it before. But there's actually a couple different ones that I know of out there. I know if you use iTunes, if you type in Batman in the search bar in the iTunes store and click on audiobooks, there's an audiobook that's Batman Nightfall, which basically is exactly what Dimitri described in his email being graphic audio, but it tells the entire story of Nightfall, which would include Chris's favorite character.
2: Yes!
0: Azrael.
1: Joe Schumacher. No. <laughs>
0: Then there's also um, a pod, well, I guess they put it out as a podcast, but we'll provide a link to this one as well or try to get the feed for it so that you can subscribe to it if you have iTunes or any other feed burner. But um, they have another one where they are taking parts of the No Man's Land storyline, breaking it up and putting them out so that you can listen to the No Man's Story and it's the same exact way they use voice actors, sound effects, stuff like that. And they're both really, I mean, they're they are both done very well. And it takes a lot of time and dedication, especially since these are free. And I don't know if if um, they're making money off of this somehow or not. But if they're not, they they fall right in the group with, you know, Gotham Public Works with their costuming and now their webisodes. And, you know, falling in the same category as, uh, you know, those fans who are so dedicated that they put in their time to do something for the fans. So, check both of those out. Like I said, we'll try to provide links for those. I searched around earlier and was unable to find it, but I'm going to search again and make sure that I can get it up on the site so you guys can check it out. That's about all the listener responses that I wanted to cover. So, as always, you can email us, at batmanuniversepodcast.yahoo.com. And there's... You can leave reviews on iTunes, you can go to MySpace, you can send PodMail on Podomatic. You can visit the website, com. There's a thousand things you can do. You probably already listened to the show, so you probably already know all about them. Email us any responses, comments, suggestions, criticisms that you have, and we'll take them in consideration, as uh, most of the listeners that in the That have written us past can attest we take a lot of considerations change things the way you guys want to hear it so do that if you would like
1: what say we have a little talk just like old times
0: as a little side note before we get on to the spotlight character um, Wizard World in Dallas is coming up in November the first weekend in November and Apple and I are actually going to be at wizard world so if anybody's in the texas area or the dallas area or is going to be traveling to wizard world for the convention we're going to be there. we're not gonna have a booth or anything like that but we're gonna be there trying to get all the latest batman news from dc you know right th- you know the DC booth right there, trying to get you guys the latest news, as well as trying to get any kind of news that's coming out of Wizard World that's Batman related. So we're gonna try to get you know anybody who's out there email us, let us know if you guys are planning on going out there, and then uh, we're planning on possibly on uh, one of the nights that the convention's going on, maybe getting together and just having a you know a little get together at a restaurant down there, talking about you know the Batman universe. So. Email us if you're planning on going to be if you're gonna be out there or if you are interested and we'll
1: figure out some way to make it work. Yeah, so you Batmobile owners up in Dallas, we expect you to come out so we can view your Batmobiles. <laughs> big
2: wings! Yeah, yeah, big wings. Move it along, pal.
1: All right, so that brings
0: us into our spotlight character. In this episode, it's going to be the Ten-Eyed Man, and Chris is going to tell us all about him.
2: Philip Reardon served as a soldier in the U.S. Special Forces in Vietnam until he was honorably discharged after a grenade fragment hit him from between the eyes. He returned to civilian life as a warehouse guard, one night he was knocked out by thieves who planted a bomb to blow up the warehouse when batman arrived at the scene reardon recovered but his vision was blurred mistaking batman as one of the thieves reardon battled him when he recognized batman the warehouse exploded and reardon's retinas were burned which infected his war injury and blinded him permanently in both eyes Batman's not a fan of the veterans. A brilliant doctor named Dr. Ingstrom reconnected his optic nerves to his fingertips, enabling him to see through them. He blamed Batman for what had happened and took his revenge on him under the identity of the ten eyed Man. Because because of his indisputably unique abilities, he was employed by persons unknown as the only villain worthy to attack Man-Bat. He fought Batman on two occasions and came up short both times, often being defeated by injuring his sensitive eyes fingers by tricking him into a game of thumb wrestling. Never worked out for him. No, I'm kidding. He was often defeated by injuring his sensitive eyes fingers by tricking him into catching or touching something. He could only be kept in a jail cell by keeping his hands locked in a special box that kept him blind all day and night because, with eyes on his fingers, escape would be child's play for him. Although precisely how this would be the case was not elaborated upon. He was killed during the Crisis on Infinite Earths, reportedly at the specific request of Marv Wolfman, among a list of characters he wanted to kill first. His only appearance after that was in Animal Man number 23, along with other characters who were wiped out by the Crisis. The Ten-Eyed Man can see through optic nerves in his fingertips, giving him a complete 360-degree view. His enhanced vision made him a superb fighter and marksman. In issue 30 of DC's year-long 52 limited series, an entirely new take on the Ten-Eyed Man was introduced. The Ten-Eyed Men of the Empty Quarter are a nomadic tribe that inhabit the empty quarter of an unspecified Middle Eastern desert through the Empty Quarter, though the Empty Quarter is the name of a region in Saudi Arabia, and are dedicated to hunting demons. They wear blindfolds and loose-fitting robes with turbans, and have eyes similar to the original 10 eyed Man's tattooed on their fingertips. During the issue, Bruce Wayne wanders the desert in search of them, defeats one of their number in hand-to-hand combat, and asks for them to exorcise his personal demons. When Robin catches up to him, Bruce tells him that they have cut out all the dark, fearful, paranoid urges that I've allowed to corrupt my life and that Batman is gone. Whether there is any connection between this tribe and the villainous Tin-Eyed Man is unknown. An exiled member of this tribe, lacking a finger, is introduced as a terrorist in Batman number 675. He kidnaps Jezebel Jett, and is defeated by Bruce Wayne, who was so unstable at that point that he didn't even change to his Batman uniform, trying to get the man to tell him who is after me, who is the Black Glove. And that... As of now, is all we know about the Ten eyed Man.
0: Alright, so the reason why we picked this character was to bring up, you know, he's somehow tied, he could possibly be tied into the R.I.P. series that's going to be currently wrapping up in the next couple weeks, or I guess it's the next couple months, but I just wanted to make sure that we knew everything about him in case something came up that involves him again since he was, or since somebody similar to him appeared in Batman 675. So that brings us to upcoming releases. October 1st, we have Batman number 680, which is part of RIP. Batman Strikes number 50, which is the very last copy, or very last issue of the Batman Strikes, which if you listen to Comic Cast next week, you'll hear more about that. Um, The
2: nail in the coffin.
0: Yep. Green Arrow, Black (laughs) Canary, the wedding album, as we mentioned earlier. Nightwing number 149. On October 8th, we have a bunch of stuff coming out. Batman and the Outsiders Volume 1, Batman Black and White Volume 2 New Edition, as both of those we mentioned earlier in book news, Batman Confidential, number 22, Birds of Prey, Metropolis or Dust, as we mentioned earlier, Detective Comics, number 849, which is another RIP uh, tie-in, Green Arrow, Black Canary, number 13, Simon Dark, number 13, and finally, almost three months later,
2: Two-Face, year one, number two of two. Detective Comics will finally find out what happens to Catwoman's heart, perhaps. Yes, oh, hopefully. hopefully.
0: From the makers of LEGO Star Wars and LEGO Indiana Jones comes LEGO Batman. That brings us to our feature. And in this this episode's feature, we're going to talk about all about LEGO Batman. Um, it came out. If you haven't bought it, my first suggestion is at least rent it. See how good it is if you're kind of hesitant. If you're not hesitant and you are just waiting for the funds, it's well worth the, the money. Um, this was one of the very first video games that's come out for 360 and PS3 that is only $50. And
2: yes,
1: good
0: So, well, let's get Apple's point of view on this game.
1: Okay, uh, when I went to go ahead and pick it up last Tuesday, I was very disappointed because you got, if you pre-ordered it, you got a keychain. The only keychain that they had was Catwoman. Aww. I wanted the Joker.
2: Oh, so, wow.
1: so, as I cried my way out of the store, um, repeatedly, <laughs> and I said, no jokers? And they were like, no. <laughs> so, did, you,
2: did you turn the tables and push the kids out of the way as you bought? Oh,
1: it yes. I just pushed down every kid <laughs> along the way. I was kicking everything. So, <laughs> Dustin, what, what keychain did you get? You pre-ordered it, right?
0: No, I meant to pre-order it. And when I went up there, they told me that they had so many pre-orders for the game that they did not—they ha- weren't going to be able to take any more where they'd be able to give out the keychains.
1: Oh, man.
0: So I said, Whoa. well, there's no benefit of pre-ordering it. That's fine. Now, something that I like to point out to everybody is, normally when there's not any kind of incentive from getting it from GameStop, I normally get it from Target. For some unknown reason, Target, which advertised in their ad for last week, when it said, Lego Batman comes out on September 23rd. My wife went up there to pick it up for me, and it was not there.
1: Oh, Oh, what?
0: She asked, and they said, it doesn't come out till tomorrow. She came home, told me, they told me it doesn't come out till tomorrow, and I was rather upset. After I pulled out the ad, or actually I went online and looked at their ad, and it clearly stated September 23rd, I was rather upset. She went back the next day and if they had it. I don't know why they didn't do it. Maybe somebody wasn't working that was supposed to put them out. Who knows? It just kind of ticked me off because I didn't get it the day everybody else did.
2: So, Apple, would you consider, the listeners listening, that there would be a possibility of the nomination of a Batman Universe superfan if they had a Joker a Lego Joker and decided to email you and and was willing to, see you too. we have well, you know our what? very first Batman Universe super fan on on the, on the hands.
1: Yeah, not only would they be a fan, they would I would I would send a a, a kiss virtual uh, over the airwaves. <laughs> no, my and the thing was, I drove around to all the game spots on the way home and asking them if they had a Joker keychain because I really wanted it. <laughs> so I was like, please, please. I said, Do you have a Joker, keychain? And I was like, No, I was just at the store. I'll give you a Catwoman if you have it, you know. <laughs> so I was pulling that kind of deal. But they were all saying that they they just let their last one go. And um, actually, there was only one store here that received the uh, the Joker ones. Um, so most of them received the Catwoman, the Penguin. Uh, one received the Robin, and then another one received uh, low quantities of the Batman. So I was I was you know kind of disappointed, but I came home nevertheless popped in the game uh, Sat down and of course, you know, I was off the next day of course. So I was able to play it all night. So um, Starting off the game and I was gonna compare it because the other Lego games you have them to uh, To Star Wars and Indiana Jones. I I didn't pick up the Indiana Jones ones, but I did pick up the Star Wars ones. this one if, if I couldn't even just go into detail more was the background artwork is amazing these guys that uh, do the design work for it they they must have really got inspired from the animated series because most of the music is either from the uh, from Batman 89 uh, score or um, uh, some of the animated series so they, they use that within the video game um, the yeah, the artwork is amazing, and and the funny thing is, you know, Chris, uh, you played the Star Wars uh, Lego ones before, right? Yeah. Well, remember how they did, the, did they did the funny twists, you know, yeah. to the story. Well, this one, since it was its own story, they they had a uh, a lot of bit of uh, you know comical stuff. Of course, you know, Robin played a lot of you know comical parts in here. Comic relief, um, comic, yeah, relief. comic relief, yeah, comic relief.
0: It's all. And, it's all I kept thinking was, "Wow, I really didn't think Robin was that comical." Especially
1: when Batman kissed Catwoman, he was like, "Ugh." Yeah,
0: or or at one point he jumped on his little jet ski and completely missed the jet ski, he landed in the water, jumped up on the jet ski, and then he had a fish on his head.
1: Yeah,
0: he had that fish. I was like, "Wow."
1: So, it was, uh, you know, it has a lot of funny parts in there, and, the, and these guys, the animators, I mean, <laughs> the way they coordinate this is, you know, is, is very fun, but the the first story you started off with, it was about the Riddler, and, uh, you know, you take it through sequence, it takes you through various uh, levels, you know, and uh, different clues, of course, you're going to have to put them together, but, um, Uh, The second story was uh, of the penguin, okay? And the penguin and Catwoman teaming up also. Uh, The last story that you will play is um, of the Joker, of course, okay? But here's the replay value within this video game. Within this video game, you have characters that you have to unlock along the way. You either unlock them or you can buy them with what are called studs. What are the Lego studs?
0: Which is basically like coins in any other game. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. And it it's like the currency of the video game. And so you go through and you unlock these these characters or buy them later on when when you finish a level, you finish a story. Uh while you're trying to get a hundred percent complete and you're trying to finish it all the way, uh, these characters you can actually go and if you unlock the Joker, you can go ahead and go back and play as a Joker. So you can go through unlock different things, get into certain areas you weren't able to get to your first time around so uh there's actually areas or actually there's a guy in a window he has a little question mark and he's looking for the right uh character to say yes once he says yes you get a you know you get to go to uh you get a special prize or uh you go in through entrance and you get one of the uh i guess one of these uh the, what were they called chris from the the those little um Red bricks or yellow bricks? No, or. You can do the red bricks. You can get the red bricks, but you can also get the uh, – oh, I can't think of that big cylinder thing. Yeah, uh,
2: that, that, builds, uh, the, that builds a vehicle or something, think, if you get all – Yes, it,
1: yes, yes, the kit. Like, it, it builds the kit for you. Yep, yep. So um, a lot of these areas can go do that, and you're going to need these characters uh, unlocked, but you can also go through vehicles. Now, And in this video game, they had vehicle modes, and you can drive – as the batmobile you can drive as uh robin's uh motorcycle you can also play which Batmobile? the one in the video game it it almost it shares a little bit of the the batman and robin Mm -hmm. from the movie but it's it's a little bit better Uh, it's more like jim lee i guess
0: i I don't know if i go as far as to say it was batman robin i'd say the basic theme of this game seemed like it was very similar to batman animated series
1: yeah, but it had that one cockpit. It had an open cockpit. Well, it had one. It had a uh, one seater, one seater cockpit for oh, Batman. Okay. So um, that's why I said it had like that Batman and Robin one, <laughs> where you only had that one seater. But mm-hmm. the the Batmobile was, I, I guess, it, it shared trends with the uh, with Jim Lee, but it is a Lego vehicle. But um, it was very cool to operate that. You know, I mean, uh, that's it was very fun. I mean, you also that. Um, got to uh, to drive the Batboat, and you actually got to drive the Batwing. Oh, I mean, cool. fly the Batwing. So that was really cool, and they even have their own levels for these. Mm-hmm. So um, that was an added plus. Um, reading through the Batman Lego stuff, I didn't know they were gonna have the vehicle modes like that. So when when he came across through the story, and it was like, "Oh wow, I get to drive the Batmobile," you know, or even the even the Batwing or the Batboat. Uh, that was real fun. That was real fun to operate. Whoa. The gameplay is, uh, if you played Star Wars Legos, it's it's just the same way. But um, the Batman, uh, the Batman, they had different suits for Robins and for batman's and that was kind of a twist but
0: let let me elaborate on that real quick the as apple said the batman's have different suits the there was four different suits for batman and both him and Batgirl were able to wear these suits there was the glider suit a sonic suit that would had some kind of device that could shatter glass there's a bat bomb detonator suit where batman would put down a bomb and then have a detonator and then a heat protection suit which basically would keep him from getting into preventing him from overheating i guess on certain parts of the game and then robin and nightwing were able to wear a technology suit a scuba suit a magnetic suit now if you've ever played ratchet and clank and for playstation those uh, ratchet and clank games there was a type of device that ratchet could wear where he could walk up metal walls it's very similar to this magnetic suit that robin could wear Um, and then there was the attract suit, which basically had like a vacuum type thing that would suck up random pieces and then you'd deposit, deposit them into a machine that would make some kind of thing, uh, put out a bunch of pieces that you'd be able to make something out of, so.
1: Yeah, and, uh, those suits were, they were very cool. You know um you know there I uh, you had seen the screenshots with them were you know different things but you know they should have given you a warning once you got into the the robin wetsuit there were alligators at the bottom so that's a little bit of a warning right there <laughs> so so that was kind of surprising you're walking down there and say yay i'm I'm swimming and then there's a crocodile right there. <laughs> <laughs> so but uh the the story and overall fun of this game uh it, it was very fun i love what travelers Tales did um they they captured that essence that we've been missing for for a while the the batman lego shared uh a lot of similarities with the batman animated series so if if you're a fan of the animated series of course you're a fan of batman if you're listening uh this was a must-buy, especially at $50 price tag. Uh, you're going to get a lot of fun. You're going to get a lot of replay value out of it. The co-op is only, it's not online co-op. It's only going to be for uh, for single consoles uh, co-ops. So uh, you can have your, your brother, your sister, your mom, dad sitting next to you or a friend. And you can just play along and you can do co-op. Play as Batman and Robin or play as Joker and Harley. So, uh, highly recommend it. This was a very fun game. Uh, I want to thank Traveler's Trails for even doing a game like this, you know, and uh, just completely loved it.
0: I thought, like you just said, that uh, this game was really, really getting a lot of its themes from uh, Batman animated series. One of the things that I noticed as soon as the game started was that the 1989 Batman movie, the Danny Elfman score... Was used almost throughout this entire game, which was kind of cool because as soon as that music started up, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, I'm, oh! This is awesome! This is great!" So I thought this game was awesome. I'm, I've only, I'm not even past the second part of it. Um, I, I unfortunately didn't have a day off that like Apple so that I could sit here and play it as much as he did. But I've been playing it and it's extremely fun. Um, if you have kids. And I, I can't even, this is not a game where, you know, you have to be a kid to, like, to to really enjoy it. And you don't really have to be an adult to really enjoy it. It's a great game for all ages, which is really nice. Um, if you're a Batman fan, this is a great game because it gives you, you know, like a little story. Uh, you know, basically the story of the, the the game is that Arkham Asylum, break you know, has a breakout. All of the villains are out and then there's like three groups that like team up with each other and the three groups they have their own little idea of how they can get you know do some crazy scheme they work on their little crazy scheme and then somehow batman you know of course as always you know prevents them from doing their scheme so eventually there's three different uh, uh, story packs each one has five levels um, and in each story pack, there's, I think, I think it was like four, four villains per, and you defeat a villain as a boss for the end of each level. And the game was itself was extremely interesting. And like Apple said, this is a definitely a game where it has plenty of replay value, just for the fact that as soon as you unlock some of these characters, you can go back. And you can get the little secret stuff, which is one of the things that I love. You know, especially for a game that doesn't have online play available, this is something that you really need to have.
1: Mm-hmm. The story you haven't reached the uh, what was his the the spotlight character we had last week? Killer moth. Killer moth. Killer moth is in the video game, and he has a a very cool sequence. I'm pretty sure the gamers that have gotten there. Pretty got a good laugh out of that sequence. But he was wearing the costume that Chris had mentioned in the, in the spotlight that he was wearing from the, I believe it was the 60s. The way they designed it, so it was uh, it was very funny. Just seeing Killer Moth like that, I was like, he doesn't look threatening at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you, when you get to the part where he's at his uh, his place, I'll just say that it's it's very it was very fun. It's very fun what they did with him.
0: And one of the interesting things was I think this was the very first game where Hush has been introduced as not only a character. You know to play, but just a character at all. Besides comics, I don't think Hush has been in anything. You know, in any other kinds of related media. So I thought that was something interesting to point out as well. But overall, I say that this game was great. Um, Definitely worth the fifty dollars. Go out and buy it. Um, It's it's available for every single system that's out there. So if you even have, I mean, even if you still have a PlayStation Two, it's you can still get it. And I think. For PlayStation Two, it's even cheaper. I think it's only forty dollars.
1: Yeah, and even uh, Sony PlayStation actually brought out a bundle with Batman Lego and the and a PS Two system, where you can buy it for like a hundred, hundred and twenty some of bucks, I believe it was. So that's a pack that they're offering right now too.
0: And those of you who are in uh, Europe, our European listeners, and in Australia, the game has not come out. So hopefully, we didn't ruin anything for you, but. Once it comes out, pick it up. It'll be well worth your money. Yes. Alright, Chris, so based on what you've heard, what do you think? What, what, what do you think about this game, just on what we've described? It
2: sounds intriguing. You know, one of the criticisms, though, is that a lot of people are just getting tired of Lego games. Do you think Batman fans would feel the same, or is this just too fun? I, it's too fun.
0: Yeah, it really is really fun. Um... I mean, I'm not even a huge, I'm not, I'm nowhere near as big of a gamer as app, Apple is, but I still find this game extremely fun and constantly, whenever I get a chance, want to pick it up to play. Um, the The complaint about, you know, too many Lego games, well that's going to continue because according to the developer Jonathan Smith he stated that the company's going to develop he's going they're going to be developing more lego games in the foreseeable future so whether or not they're batman games or more star wars or indiana jones or whatever they pick something else up they're going to keep happening so if you're a batman fan this game is well worth it you know when
2: you're fighting is it more shooting or more fist punching
0: you're not shooting at all if you're if you're a character uh, oh, or batarangs? if you're a hero, yeah. If you're a hero, you you don't shoot at all. You have batarangs, which is really cool. You press um, a button and there you swing the camera around, and it shows what things you can hit with the batarang.
1: The the batarangs are uh, very reminiscent of uh, Batman Returns, Chris. Where remember where he was setting it to attack uh, uh, like four people. Uh-huh. You can do that in this video game.
2: Okay. Well, the reason I ask about the fighting versus shooting is that on a lot of these, I think what happened with Indiana Jones, if you fought a lot, um, you ended up taking a lot of damage. And I didn't know if this was a trouble with this game where you were always taking hits to your health because you had to fight up close, or if you had that option to stay behind and just throw something.
0: Well, you you have the ability to throw the batarang, but what I what it seemed to me was I have played Indiana or the Indiana Jones Lego game, and honestly, it seemed like you die a lot more in that game than you do in this game. I don't know why, but also at the same time, Batman, he kicks royal rear end. I mean, he makes guys fly across the screen. That's cool. So, I mean... Yeah, and the guys that are shooting
1: or have guns, you can set the battering to them and just take them down first and then take down the guys that are going to fight with your fists, so... It, it
0: definitely cool. seems like the this game was maybe a little more uh, not kid friendly but maybe younger person friendly in the regards of not killing the character so easily. But that could just be the fact that you know Batman's wearing a bulletproof suit so
1: well that's a good improvement. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Batman video game fan, go pick this thing up definitely.
2: In case you haven't noticed, at the end of every podcast, we put in a little something special. If you're a Lego Batman video game fan, you'll definitely want to pay attention to this one.
0: Long enough. All right, so that about wraps everything up. I just want to make sure that everybody still emails me those questions for Bill from batmobilehistory.com and Mr. Robert Greenberger, who wrote the Essential Batman Encyclopedia, who also was involved in the the updated version of the DC Comics Encyclopedia that we mentioned earlier. Email me those questions. We're going to try to get those interviews uh, for the next podcast. We're going to try to get at least one of those interviews for the feature. So email us those questions ASAP so that we can make sure we get those questions answered for you guys. As always, Batman Universe Podcast at yahoo.com. Email us anything you want, and we'll get back to you. Well, as always, this is Dustin. This is Chris. And this is Apple. And this is the Batman Universe. Take it easy, guys.
1: There's more. Is going to go ahead and bring you the unlockable characters and vehicles of this video game. So have a pen or get ready to rewind your iPod or MP3 player. Okay. First character is Alfred. The code for Alfred is Z A Q six three seven, and these are all capital letters. Bruce Wayne B D J three two seven. Commissioner Gordon D D P nine six seven. Mad Hatter JCA 283. Mr. Freeze's girl, XVK 541. Mr. Freeze's henchman, NJL 412. Nightwing, MVY 759. Penguin's henchman, BJH 782. Police officer, JRY 983. Police Van, MAC-788. SWAT Officer, HTF-114. The Joker, Tropical, CCB-199. The Joker's Henchman, UTF-782. And Yeti, NJL-412. And guys, if you didn't have enough of the external hearts or extra hearts, uh, here's a code for your hearts also. It's ML3KHP. Uh, if you want to increase your score by 10 times, one 8 hw 7 And you can even have a code for invincibility. It is W-Y-D-5-C-P. And those are your codes for LEGO Batman Universe. I mean, for LEGO Batman video game. <laughs> you have to edit that, Chris.
2: And <laughs> I'm keeping up in there.